La 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 la. I'm dealing some champion level heartburn right now. Are you? Yeah. What'd you eat? Just a granola bar. Hmm. Dine. I, well, we've talked about this before. Is the podcast on, by the way? Uh, oh, yeah, it is. Oh, God. I've never had heartburn in my life. Ugh. And I feel like if I did, I'd be like, well, it's been good to know you, bro. I would think I was having a jammer. I don't know, like, how to explain. Like, there's no pulsating pain. It's just like you get really hot and you're throwing, like, your breath feels hot type thing. Oh, gross. Like, it's an uncomfortable feeling. It doesn't really hurt. Would it prevent you from kissing your best girl? No. No? I don't think it affects your breath or anything. Oh. You, you just kind of, like, like, She'd oh, be man. like, Bryce, you have hot heartburn breath. Gross. <laughs> Back off. Heart- yeah, side effect of heartburn was bad breath? Mm. Man. Ooh. That'd be a bad day for me. Episode number 30? 30? How did that happen? Wow. The podcast can now... You know, it's looking at buying a house in the suburbs, mm. just settling down. I was uh, I was thinking about a waterfront property. Yeah. We make so much money off of this podcast. You hear all the ads in this? We don't have ads. We don't. Oh. Uh-huh. Ooh. Okay, well, maybe one day I'll get that beachfront home. I mean, hold your breath. That's what I would do. Hold your breath. Sonic 1029 presents Top Ranking Podcast with Gunnar Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Cue the intro music. Temporary podcast song. This is temporary. It's not for long. Temporary podcast song. This is temporary. It's not for long. Oh my God, it's my wife's birthday tomorrow. Is it? Did you just remember just now? I did. <laughs> <laughs> So you're oh, ill-prepared in every way. Well, I got to go. Oh. I got to go. <laughs> and we're just starting the podcast? I No. I picked up a couple of little things for her. I can't talk about it in the po- She doesn't even know I have a podcast. Oh, so you're not going to ruin anything for no, her No, I won't ruin anything here. She will have no idea that I've discussed this. But I've been with her for so long now. We're sort of at that point in our marriage career that we should probably just stop buying each other gifts because it's really, really hard because you get to that point in your life where you have all the stuff you want and you need, and there's no way to surprise. I can't buy her clothes. Have you ever bought a girl clothes? No. 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 I would never, I would be batting O for a hundred on that if I tried. She really doesn't have, um, this is going to sound horrible when it leaves my mouth, but she doesn't really have a hobby. She has her friends. She really likes her friends. Maybe her friends are her hobby. Mm, she doesn't have model ships to build in bottles. No. I see. No, she doesn't. Yeah, I, I wouldn't go clothes. I got her some jewelry. Okay, that's a safe bet. Yeah. And I was thinking, okay, is this a lame idea right here? I was thinking of going after we finish this podcast and buying her a gift card to get her car detailed. Well, I think that's really good. Is it? Or is that kind of for a husband to give to a wife? Is that? Mm. I don't know. I would love it if somebody paid to detail my car. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Like I just cleaned out my car like an idiot a week ago. Chump. Like to pay. And I I don't want to pay someone to, you know, vacuum out my car because I can do that. But if it was given to me as a gift card, I think that'd be pretty sweet. It does feel good when you get your car back from a detailing. It feels like, huh, I was going to trade this thing. I was going to just leave this thing in a ditch, tear the plate off of it and light onto it on fire and walk away. But suddenly your car just drives so much better when it's clean. Mm. But as a husband to a wife, yeah, 
I don't know. Well, maybe we should get the podcast out of the way so I can go buy her a car detailing gift card. Sure. Top ranking podcast with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Of course it's top ranked. I mean, why else would we call it that? Top ranking podcast with Garner and Bryce. I had a birthday party for her last year. Back onto the topic of my beautiful bride who is celebrating a birthday tomorrow. And it was a surprise party and we managed to pull it off with no spoilers. Oh, no one ruined it for you. No, not like the people we talked to this past week. We've been talking about spoilers on the show because with Game of Thrones and with Avengers Endgame, there are a lot of people who don't know when to keep their pie hole shut. Yeah, we're finally being treated to... You know, really juicy movies and TV, and people want to talk about it, but there's a time and place for it, and just plastering the information on your Twitter feed is not the place. We're also, in a few minutes here, we're going to talk about what qualifies as a spoiler. There are, I mean, there's spoilers where you blow the movie, but there's other, there's other spoilers too. But we talked about how those people that spoil birthday parties, they spoil Christmas dinner. Like, we, we had these discussions the other day. This one, I'm going to read you this text. Garner and Bryce, my husband and I spoiled a surprise 40th birthday party last month when we showed up a day early. (laughs) We showed up Friday. The party was Saturday. We thought it was odd that there were no cars around, but then again, surprise party. When the birthday boy opened the door, we handed him a gift and said, surprise. His wife came around the corner and said, "Uh, the party's tomorrow. Oh, wow. You know what? Hot take, mm-hmm. the wife ruined it. Oh. Because they could get a surprise, then they could worm their way around being like, oh, you know what, we're out of town tomorrow for your birthday. We, so just, we, just, wanted, thought, oh. we just wanted to drop something off for you before we head out of town. The I wife mean, ruined that. I never even thought about that. Well, I hope Gwen is listening to this podcast so she doesn't feel so bad about this. Yeah, stop losing sleep at night, Gwen. And, and at one point, like, if you're standing on the doorstep and you realize you're a day early for the party... Do you invite yourself in anyway? Do they? Ooh. What if they say, "Well, why don't you come in for a beer?" Do you go in for a beer despite the fact the awkwardness of spoiling the surprise party will just be hanging heavily in the air? What do you do? No way. I make up an excuse. Mm-hmm. I, I was just in the neighborhood to pick something up that's about to expire if I don't get it to my fridge. Yeah, surprise! <laughs> I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, would you, okay, the other question, do you go back the next night for the actual surprise party no. or have you just done too much damage? No, I created a web of lies. I'm going to stick to it. <laughs> I was out of town. Ooh, there's a way for Gwen to get out of that, but the wife ruined it. Okay, we'll blame the wife. I blame the wife on that one. But Gwen uh, did mess up and she should feel bad. How many times though have you been the first person to a party and you suddenly, you just have that feeling when they open the door and you realize there's nobody. You suddenly, oh. you're like, did I get the wrong day? Too often. Because I'm a pretty punctual person. I appreciate punctuality. Don't and, be early though. And so when like their party's like, party starts at seven, like I'll get there at 7.30. But even then I'm overestimating other people's punctuality. Yeah. Like really they're not going to be there till nine. So for an hour and a half, it's me, the host of the party and their friends that I don't know. That's always weird. And I'm just like, oh, why did I have to come so early? How have I not learned this lesson before? I think this is a result, though, of what we do for a living. Like what we do for a living in our real lives, we have to be up at like four o'clock in the morning. So you appreciate a seven o'clock party start. So you want to get there early because you peak by nine or 10 and you got to go. 
Yeah, I need to get those wheels in motion. Otherwise, it's not happening. Uh, oh, this anyone who's got a big shot brother or a big shot sister or uncle will appreciate this one. Uh, I spoiled Christmas this year when my credit card got declined and I couldn't pay to fly my mom home for Christmas after I told her I was flying her home to spend Christmas with her grandkids. Whoops. My mom lives alone in Winnipeg and is very low income. Like a big shot, three days before Christmas, I announced in front of my wife, my sisters, and my brother, and their families that I would be flying mom out for the holidays. We then decided to call her, all of us, on the speakerphone and tell her the good news. There were tears, there were I love yous, that kind of stuff. An hour later, when I went to book her flight, I was notified that my card was maxed out. I swear to God that I had made a payment, guess not. Not only did I have to make the call to my mom and break the news, I had to let my siblings know that their big shot brother wasn't going to be able to make Christmas dreams come true at all this year. Wow. That's from Sean. Ooh, that is painful. Oh, God. Man, just Ooh. the boldness of announcing it before you booked the flight. Oh, and the fact that tears were shed, like tears of joy. <laughs> like that. Oh, the poor mom spending Christmas alone on her low income in Winnipeg. Oof. You think among a group of other adults... That someone else would be like, I got it. I can put the $700 down uh, or whatever it would be. Yeah. You think someone else could go in and save the day, but uh, that's a rough Christmas. Do we have time for another one? Sure. This one's kind of long. I like hearing people who ruin things. I don't know if this has the same payoff as ruining Christmas or ruining a 40th birthday, but there's some good element, a very expensive item in this particular story. Okay. Uh, Garner and Bryce, I was hired to photograph the delivery of a very expensive car. This guy had bought a $2 million supercar, and when you buy a car that expensive, the dealership throws you a catered party at your house. It's a huge event. Now, I'm a sucker for free food. If there's free food or swag, I'm all over it. Before the car showed up, I saw they were giving away very fancy glass water bottles. I grabbed one, stuffed it in my camera bag. A few minutes later, I heard the rumble of the car. It was driving up to the house. So I turned around quickly to snap a photo of the family's reaction to seeing their $2 million car for the first time. And the glass bottle I had stuffed in my bag fell out and smashed all over the cobblestone driveway. As the car was pulling up to the driveway, the family started screaming and shouting and waving off the car to tell them to stop because there's glass all over the driveway and the tires of the car are worth $10,000 each. (laughs) So what was supposed to be a super cool car reveal party turned, and that's where the text end. Yeah, that was a lengthy one. It was. But they did ruin the day. They sure did. Because that family, all they've thought about for weeks is getting this car and it's rumbling up. They can hear what I assume is a loud engine. What is a $2 million car? It must be some kind of Lamborghini of some sort. No, kind. those aren't that expensive. A McLaren? Ooh, I have no. This is where my glaring lack of knowledge about cars shows. What are the payments on a $2 million car? Is there a $2 million Camry? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. It's got um, an elephant tusk for a stick shift. (laughs) It's got panda fur seat covers. I do think, though, because I understand the family being like, oh, my God, the tires on this car were $10,000 each. There's broken glass. Don't drive up the... 
On the other hand, like these are ten thousand dollar tires. They should be able to handle a little broken glass. Yeah, and a ten thousand dollar tire blowout when you have a two million dollar car is that really such a big deal? Yeah, that's really kind of a drop in the ocean. You're listening to Top Ranking Podcast. It's on the internet, where your Uncle Barry posts weird things on Facebook. Garner, you mentioned it before about how this is this season of Game of Thrones, Avengers. Spoilers are rampant. Um, I think for the most part, everyone I know has done a good job of avoiding them. I haven't seen anyone have anything ruined for them just yet. But you and I have differing opinions on what actually constitutes a spoiler. We we decided, was it on the podcast last week, we decided that maybe, what is the statute of li- limitations, oh, five or ten years? Five years, I think. I think five years is a healthy amount of time. That if you haven't seen a movie or show within five years, eh, then you're ripe for picking when it comes to spoiling. Okay, but a spoiler to me isn't just you revealing a major plot point or how the movie or the TV series ends. To me... I consider a spoiler, even when somebody goes, oh, you haven't seen, oh my God, you're going to, oh, the twist is fantastic. Don't even tell me there's a twist. I don't want to know that Uh because then I will be sitting in the movie theater, hyper-focused on, huh, what's the twist? That's all I'll be able to think about. You see, that doesn't bother me. That adds to the juicy levels. If someone's like, oh my God, you won't believe out. This movie doesn't go how you think it's going to go. I'm I'm sitting there Uh going like, ooh, Neat. I But that ruins part of the surprise. Part of the surprise is that it went a totally different direction and you didn't know it was going to go a totally different direction. The twist is a spoiler, Bryce. Oh, see, I disagree. Yeah. I was watching a movie with my beautiful bride a couple of months ago. Somebody entered the room and said, hey, what movie are you watching? And I said, hey, we're watching this. He goes, ha, ah. Wow, there is a twist at the end I did not see coming. I might as well have just turned it off. <laughs> because then for the next 90 minutes, all I could think about was, what is the twist? What is? I missed major developments in the story because I was just focused on trying to dissect what the twist was. Don't tell me that. It'd be like revealing, here we go, the statute of limitations on spoilers, that there was a twist in the crying game. Or what's that movie where the kid's dead? Six cents. Yes. Don't tell me that. If I would have known that was coming, it would have ruined that movie. Oh, see, I don't feel the same way. If you had come out and been like, oh my God, can you believe Bruce Willis? He's dead the entire time, but enjoy the movie. That would ruin it for me. But if you were like, oh my God, the ending blindsided me. So it wasn't the kid that was dead. It was Bruce Willis. Yeah. But I I knew what you meant. And uh, I, I sit there and I'm like, ooh, that gets me more excited. I don't want a movie that's just point A to point B with no deviations. I want them twists. I want the juicy details. How many movies does Bruce Willis die in? A lot. Armageddon? Oops. (laughs) That's more than five years. Is it? Yeah. Oh, God. That's way more than five years. That might be 15. He does die in a lot of movies. He sure does. It's like how Jared Leto gets beaten up, like to a pulp, in almost every movie he's in. If you really think about it, he gets... The crap kicked out of him regularly. You know why Bruce Willis dies in so many movies he's in? Because he's good at playing dead. That's a real art form right there. Do you have, have you ever noticed that in movies before? You see somebody, you see a dead body laying there and it's a long, long shot. And you're just staring. You see, you want to see if you can see the chest rising and falling. Oh, if you can you see can. him start breathing. You can't with him. He's good. He's damn good. Man. I wonder if he puts that on his resume. Plays dead. Good dead guy. Yeah. 
You're listening to Top Ranking Podcast. It's on the internet, where no one ever responds to my urgent MySpace messages. This is the greatest story of 2019, Bryce. Uh, Vancouver just knocked it out of the park with this story. I saw it. Well, someone texted us and like, have you heard what happened in Vancouver? We Googled it, saw it. I almost fell out of my chair. So the city of Vancouver, apparently there's an issue out there with people flushing stuff down toilets that isn't supposed to go down the toilet. We'll give you a complete list of things that don't go down the toilet in just a minute here. Yeah, it's a real charming list. But they said the only two things that should go down the toilet are poop and pee. So they got some mascots. What do you think they named them? <laughs> poo and pee. And <laughs> do a Google on this. It's for real. If you haven't seen this yet, it is, it's for real. And the, the, Poop just looks like the poop emoji, which yeah, it's weird how we've just kind of become numb to seeing poop everywhere now, hey? Yeah. So, yeah, the poop just looks like the poop emojis. So you see that and you're like, all right. But the pee emoji. Spectacular. Or, or like it's it's like a droplet. Some people thought it was a kernel of corn. Some Gross. people thought it was, they didn't know what it was. It's a droplet of urine. It's just, and these are human mascot costumes. Oh, yeah. These aren't little diagrams they put. On social media posts. These are real guys walking around Vancouver. Yeah, train rest- stations, bus stops, just yeah. spreading the good word about what goes down the toilet yeah. and what doesn't. This unflushable campaign they have. So it's adult human beings dressed as poo and pee. Incredible. Can you imagine you're from small town Saskatchewan, raised in a very, very conservative family. Your dad wants you to stay home and work on the farm, get an honest job, get dirty. And you're like, no, 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 no. The big city lights are calling me. And you move out to the Hollywood of Canada, Vancouver, to pursue uh, an acting career. And you finally get a gig. But the gig is to play a droplet of pee (laughs) (laughs) or a chunk of poop. And now you have to call your dad. Don't worry. I don't need your money for rent this month. Dad, I'm breaking free. I'm throwing these shackles of the family farm down. Oh, the droplet of pee mascot. You're what? It looks worse than you think it does. Mm-hmm. It's just the stupidest thing. And I like this whole idea reeks of they came up with this at 4.30 on a Friday afternoon. They had to have it banged out by 5. Yeah, they had a reservation on the patio at Earl's at 5.15. They had to have this done. They needed it done. So they come up, what about a poo and pee mascot? Good, like, our work right, here's good done. Enough. What are we going to name them? <laughs> I don't know. Poo, pee? Pee, poo. Poo and pee. Done. Oh, man. Beautiful. Oh, we should have come up with better names like Turdy and... <laughs> if they had spent five minutes coming up with names, they could have done a fine job. Yeah. But uh, nope, not in Vancouver. Turdy and Wiz. Those would be good names. What are, what are people in Vancouver flushing down the toilet that this became a necessity? Like uh, phone books? <laughs> <laughs> that, that poncho you bought in Tijuana thinking I'm going to totally wear this all the time. And then you get back to Vancouver and you're like, I have no use for a Mexican poncho. Like, is that what's going on? Yeah. Maybe they're getting rid of their knee-high socks from the winter. Uh, Summer season's here. You don't need knee-high socks anymore. So wow. down the toilet they go. Uggs are no longer in style. What? <laughs> Flush. <laughs> Gross. Uh, oh, my what God. What would be, now, we're making fun of, I'm going to call them Turdy and Wiz. Wiz and Turdy. I do like that better. So, if it's not them, what is the number one mascot job? Like, all the, think about the regional mascots. Like, even in this area, you got the guy who 
dresses a polar bear for the hot tub store. Mm -hmm. You've got the guy dressed as the roll of carpet for the flooring store. What do those guys dream of when it comes to the mascot big time? I would think the poster they have in their locker in the change room. Mm -hmm. Probably the Philly fanatic. You think so? Probably. He's kind of mean and rude, isn't he? Kind of. He's iconic. He's been yeah. around for a long time. He's got a lot of personality. Uh, the bull from the Chicago Bulls. Oh, yeah. Is a big one. Where do you think Gainer the Gopher from the Saskatchewan Rough Riders falls in? Well, if you ask someone from Saskatchewan, it's right at the top. If you mm -hmm. ask anyone else from anywhere on this planet, uh, nobody cares about Gainer the Gopher. Yeah. It's really not. It's the same deal, Harvey the Hound in Calgary. Yeah. People are like, Harvey the Hound, man, top of the list. Anyone outside of Calgary care about Harvey the Hound? No. What, what is our guy's name? Oh, Hunter. Hunter. Yeah, that thing's horrifying. What is he? A lynx? Hunter the lynx. Is it a lynx? I think he's a lynx. It's some kind of horrifying cat with a nasty snarl on its face. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, and then of course there's the new guy, Gritty. Oh, that's the best. Who got a lot of attention and deservedly so for that's being... the stuff of nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> the worst looking mascot, but in the best way. Uh, Did Montreal have the Expos? Who also share yeah. it with the Canadians? I think... That mascot does double duty. Well, I mean, the Expos aren't a thing anymore, but no. I think it did for both. Yeah. That's a big one. Huh. I don't know. I can't, the, the one thing, though, that, like, mascots, I don't want to be a mascot. I don't want mascots coming near me. But for some reason, I'm a mascot magnet. What is that? Like, but, sometimes, is it because you're sitting there and you're so uptight, you just, you're like, oh, please don't come near me, dude. Is that what they feed off of? It's like how dogs, they say, can smell fear. Mascots can just smell when you don't want them around. Oh, my God. And you know what? Mascots and people who are uh, role-playing, or what, what's it called when you go to a dinner theater or something? And oh. They're, oh, they're in character? Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, please leave me alone. <laughs> don't come near me in character, guy. I have nothing for you. Yeah, have you ever been to a resort in Mexico and you're having a dinner with your sweetie on the beach? Oh, yeah. And a mariachi band. That's great. Comes walking up. They can smell when you don't want them near you. Oh. <laughs> okay, the takeaway here, the one final thought on mascots. If you've never done this before, you could be having the worst day of your life. You could have been just in your doctor's office and your doctor does that move where he comes out from behind the desk and he sits on the front of his desk with one foot on the floor and the other one up. Oh, real casual. To give you the really, really bad news, like you have some incurable disease and you have exactly eight hours to live, go treat yourself on YouTube to some mascot fail videos. It's the best thing ever, Bryce. Did you see the video from a couple of weeks ago? I think it was from Florida, of course, mm -hmm. where it was a guy dressed as the Easter Bunny who got into a bar fight. Didn't see that one. But so it's a guy on the ground getting pummeled by a man in a Easter bunny costume. Oh, guess where I'm going right now. <laughs> You're listening to Top Ranking Podcast. It's on the internet. Where if you can dream it, there's definitely a porno about it. So there's this guy we know. Yeah, I feel like we have to talk about this looking over our shoulder. Well, see, now you've revealed a whole lot. <laughs> there's this guy we know who... Um, we both saw him the other day, right? Like we saw him and then an hour later he came back and his hair was jet black. Yeah. I swear he left the building normally as he always looked. Uh-huh. And then came back and we it were doing was... double, triple takes. Is that who we think it is? I swear they came back with fully dyed jet black hair. Yeah. 
which they have never. I don't remember ever seeing him have before. No, no. But it's just, it was inspiring on one hand because you're like, oh, I wish I had that kind of confidence to. I mean, I have no hair. I can't dye my hair. But I wish I had the confidence to change it up that hard one day. Yeah. You know, in an environment where you see someone regularly, whether it's a coworker, whether it's a friend, whether it's a family member, for them to change an appearance on a dime is, it takes a lot. You really have to do some gut check when you're uh, changing your appearance. Well, it's like, haven't we talked about this on the podcast before when you decide to be a hairpiece guy? You decide right. to get a toupee? Like, how do you, what's that first day like? Yeah, a guy 15 years into his career at a business can't yeah. come in on. With a luxurious mane of hair parted to the side, looking yeah. like he just walked out of some stock photography. Yeah. I mean, maybe, I think most people would just sit there and be like, oh my God. I like, think, would well, you say anything? No, I think what you have to do now is you have to, like on the third, you need to take a long weekend. You're going to need a four day weekend. To get to know your hairpiece, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna want to try it in some different simulations because you're new to the hairpiece. You don't know how it's going to respond to high winds, rain, um, even a passing train. Right, like what's going to happen to your hairpiece? So you need that four day weekend to just sort of be a man about town with a full head of hair all of a sudden and get to know your hairpiece. It, it'd be like getting a dog, right? You don't just bring your dog home and immediately your dog's completely comfortable with you and you're completely comfortable with your dog. You need to get to know your dog. You need to get to know your hairpiece. So I think you take the four-day weekend and right before the weekend, you send out a mass email and you say, hey, by the way, gang, I'm coming back on Tuesday with a full head of hair. And then maybe you take a photograph of yourself without hair and you draw some hair on and include that as an attachment you need to turn it into a bit of a joke. Yeah, you, you need to get ahead of it. Exactly. Yeah. And that way when you come in on Tuesday, everybody has a good laugh. But at the same time, you didn't shock and horrify because you showed up with a full head of hair. No. And people will appreciate that you're just trying to better yourself in whatever way makes you happy. Yeah. But you're right. It is like when you're coming from outer space back into the space station. That's right. There's a decompression chamber. That's right. It's called acclimation. Yeah. When you're coming up from the surface... Uh, from the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, see, you're, the surface. you're down in Mariana's Trench. Yeah. And now you're coming back up again. That's I mean, a four-day trip. You need to take your time because otherwise you're going to get the bends. Yeah. What about you? Like, if you could, is there something you would change with, if you knew that nobody was going to ridicule you at work, is there anything you would change? <sighs> of course not. I've, I've always admired a fine cardigan. Yeah? Yeah. Well, see, you did have a cardigan, and I know you've worn it a couple of times, but then you completely shelved that thing because too many people asked questions. Yeah. You get in your head about it, like, oh, my God, I can't do it anymore. So I have these lovely cardigans just collecting dust somewhere because I'm not as bold as the guy we know who decided to go with jet black hair. Well, maybe because I love a cardigan, too. I have a couple, but I will never wear those to work for fear again of, yeah, nice cardigan, dad, like that kind of thing. I think there's a good look to be had when you're wearing just like a, you know, a nice pair of jeans and then you have a a sport coat on over top of a nice shirt. Oh, yeah. I think that could look good. If I did that now, people immediately, oh, we got a job interview. Oh, where are you going? What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> like it would just be nonstop, but it's not worth the hassle. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we it. should have cardigan day, you and I one day. <laughs> what about bracelet day? Do you ever think about the guys that all of a sudden decide to start wearing bracelets? 
I, yeah. That's kind of right there. It's something so small, but I notice it. I'm like, huh, Kevin's a bracelet guy now, huh? I tried it once upon a time with rings. I'm like, you know what? The odd ring on a guy doesn't look that bad. So I'm going to give her a go. Oh, did you get that skull one? What did you get? Yeah, it had little skulls on it, and I felt good about it, but then I just got in my head again. I'm like, no, 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 no. I've come this far. I'm not a ring guy. I passed the point in overturn on being a a ring guy or not. You're listening to Top Ranking Podcast, available however you found it. You're listening to it right now, so just do that again. So, Garner, we're into the spring season. We're actually just a handful of weeks away from it being summer, officially. Yeah. And... I don't know what it's like where you're at in Canada, but here where we are, it is snowing still. Which isn't normal. Like, it's not normal to get snow like that at this time of year. No. I mean, it's, everyone will tell you, it's Canada, man. Expect it. You you could get snow any month of the year, man. But at the end of the day, we're just a handful of weeks away from summer. We're several weeks into spring already, and we're still getting snow to the point that the other day, there were dozens of car crashes in yeah. the morning because of ice on the roads. And it's in May. And, and we both started doing that thing. We're like, why do we even live here? This sucks. Oh, and like in February when we did a whole month of extreme cold warning. Yeah. You're sitting there looking out the window being like, why on earth do we subject ourselves to this? We have a choice and we choose. To, why? Why do we choose to live here? That's just my endurance for winter is getting shorter. Well, yeah. And then we started talking about what? Maybe we should just move away from here. Let's move to Hawaii and get a job in a grocery store. I think about that all the time. Really? Well, because I, you know what a fan I am of HGTV. Yeah. Huge fan. And Hawaii Life comes on and it's the same story every episode of some idiot from Chicago or Denver or wherever. And they're just like, got tired of the winners moving to Hawaii. Tired of the rat race, man. I'm going to slow her down. Yeah. And I sit there and I watch and you know what? I'm tired of the winter, too. So why don't I move to Hawaii and just pick a job that pays the bills enough to have an apartment there? Like, just, yeah, work uh, stocking shelves at a grocery store in Hawaii. I, I feel would like I'd be suck a lot at happier. that job. Grocery store? Hawaii, a grocery store? Oh, my God. It's funny. I think of jobs, and I can't think of anything I'm good at. Like, there's <laughs> nothing I'm good at. The- <laughs> when you break it down... But because the grocery store thing for me, here's, I go to my grocery store and I'm walking down an aisle and I see some guy and he's down on the floor and he's trying to stock the soup shelf and he's got a lot of work he needs to get done. Because when he's finished in soup, he's got to move over to, I don't know, milk. He's got to go stock the dairy cases. He's got a lot on his plate, but yet he's down on the floor putting away the soup. Somebody will walk up and go, um... Excuse me, can you tell me where the rice is? And then he's got to go and stand up. And not only have you noticed, too, they won't tell you where the rice is. They're like, I'll show you where that is. And they walk you over there. I don't need the escort to the rice. I remember this because I worked in a grocery store. You are told to at least offer. Eh. Can I show you where that is? Well, no, They, they, where I go, they're just like, let me show you. And even when you say, no, I'm good, I'm good. They're like, no, no, I'll go. I'll do. I feel like I'm on a date with the guy who works in the grocery store. Like I got to make small talk and tell him his hair looks good. And you know, everyone else in the store is like, 
get a load of that guy. <laughs> Needs help. That's cute. Well, and he's, oh my God, and he's looking for rice. Rice is one of the things on the signs that hangs above the aisle. <laughs> I think that if you ask for directions, like they don't list everything on those signs that hang above the aisles. But if you're a person who asks where one of the things on the signs is, the grocery store guy is allowed to stand up and shame and humiliate you and then punch you. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, read the signs, pal. Grocery justice, I like it. Oh, I would suck so bad at the grocery store. In theory, like in my mind, it looks like a good place to work. You don't, when you clock out of the grocery store, you don't bring it home. You're not losing sleep at night, tossing and turning about how well you stocked the tomato soup. Yeah, you're right. You, yeah. you can punch in, punch out, pay the bills. And then when you're not stocking shelves, you're in Hawaii. You're sitting on a beach. You're laughing. You're not dealing with snow in May. We talked about how you and I were both raised by teachers. That's right. And um, But we would be terrible teachers. I'd be horrific Oh, my teacher. God, would I ever. First of all, I don't know anything. <laughs> and... <laughs> That's one hurdle. <laughs> and secondly, I, I'm i not going to pretend that I care about the future. Ooh. Well, I don't mean like the future of the planet. I care about that. But I, I, I just can't see myself ever becoming emotionally invested in a punk-ass 16-year-old who doesn't respect me. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not going to fight the fight to try and win that kid over. I'll be like, screw you. Yeah. No, I remember my mom – Spending a lot of time putting her curriculum together, mm. her plans together. Then you go and you get all these loudmouth kids, some of which are just nightmares to deal with. And then you have to deal with their parents who rarely are a bundle of joy. Yeah. And you have to go through all of this every year. Parent-teacher conferences, report cards, all this work. I look at that and I'm like, that is not clocking out and going sitting on a beach in Hawaii. <laughs> no, sir. It takes a special patience that I uh, – that must have skipped – a generation. What about gym teacher? Even Ooh. then, I, I think 90% of it would be fun, but the ten other 10% would suck in that you'll have someone in your class who's like, why do I have to learn long jump? Yeah. And I will not be able to motivate someone to learn long jump who does not care about it. Yeah, because there was a period of time when I was in high school, and again, being in a house full of teachers, my mom and dad are both teachers, it, I would be like, huh, maybe I could be a gym teacher. Except for that part where you have to teach how to portage a canoe. Did you ever do that? <laughs> no. We, we took a canoeing unit and one of the, one of, like for a week, I think all we did was portaged. And if you know what that is, that's where you flip a canoe upside down and, and carry it, carry it on your shoulders with a group of other. We just walked around the schoolyard carrying canoes. <laughs> that was the worst. Why do you have to learn how to carry it? I don't know. I think uh. anybody could figure that out. But I think ideally a good job in a school though. A job that you and I would both be good at, janitor. But after hours, janitor. And we've discussed that before. Yeah, the janitor that sweeps the hallways when the kids are gone. Yeah, at night. Oh, my God. Shooting hoops, nobody around. That rack of basketballs left out in the gym. Yeah, see, that's a cherry gig. I'd pull out those really limp hockey nets. Oh, yeah. just be ripping clappers with those felt pucks. <laughs> Ripping clappers. Yeah. That's the most Canadian thing I've ever heard. I'd get all my sweeping done in 20 minutes, spend the next seven hours and 40 minutes just ripping clappers. But there is one upside to being the primetime daytime janitor, and that's going up on the roof and kicking all the red utility balls back down again to the kids on the playground below. Oh, man. And just putting heat on them, especially <laughs> you find the worst kid. 
and you just fire that thing. Fire it. You become the thing of lore in that elementary school. If you're the janitor on the roof, and you take one of those balls and you punt it halfway across the field. You know what I'm talking about, right? The red utility ball? Oh, yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. they make that so ping. The kickball ball. Yeah. Yeah. They make a sort of a ting sound when you kick them. Yeah, when you connect. Oh, my God, I can launch those. That's one thing I'm good at, actually. I said a few minutes ago I'm not good at anything. I'm good at kicking a red utility ball. Okay, so maybe the goal now is to move to Hawaii and somehow make Become- enough of a living kicking <laughs> Balls. Kickball balls. This sounds very specialized, very, very specific. I'm sure there's a job market somewhere for that. I don't have any tattoos, but I think that if I was going to get a tattoo, it would be the red utility ball. Get it on my bicep. Oh. <laughs> Except for then people would be like, is that a birthmark? What is that? It's a, it's a red utility ball. If you're as good at kicking them as you claim to be, I would just go ahead and put that tattoo on your neck. Oh, yeah. That'll serve me well in the future. Yeah. Oh. Uh, we we were discussing this the other day, too. Another um, politician, that'd be a crappy job. Oh, yeah. No, I wouldn't have the patience. You're basically a walking, breathing complaint counter. Any job where you have to listen to other people's problems or complaints? My empathy levels are just not strong enough. No. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I'd be bad at that. Uh, any job... Like now we're just talking about jobs we would hate or be really bad at. I would be bad at a job where I never knew what time I was finished. Like you think about mm. people who work in construction. Yeah. If the weather's good, well, you just keep working. Like you don't just pack up your tools at 4.30 on a Friday afternoon. No, you might be working till 10 o'clock that night. Yeah. I need a hard out. I need to know. Because once I've made plans, and even if that plan is to just sit on my couch and eat, eat an entire loaf of Wonder Bread... That plan is locked in. I'm not going to be manning the table saw at 7 o'clock on a Thursday night. It's even the same way with, like, you look at a firefighter schedule. They don't work Monday to Friday. They'll work, like, 10 days on, 10 days off type deal. Yeah. And then, yeah, I couldn't look that far ahead being like, oh, I want to go to that concert in October. But will I be working? I don't know. Like, I, that would drive me insane. We need to get a guidance counselor. I'm sure people that work in the trades love hearing about how (laughs) finicky we are. Well, no, I'm saying to my – all I'm saying is that I just don't like a job where I don't know what time the whistle blows. I I need to know when I'm going home. Yeah. Yeah. No, I did that. I lived that life before when I was a reporter on the streets. Oh, yeah, that's right because murder isn't nine to five. No, you go home when the story's over and sometimes the story goes on for a long time. Sometimes the story starts at like 3 o'clock on a Friday afternoon of a long weekend. That was Top Ranking Podcast, starring Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. What are we up to, like four listeners now? Five. Oh, and a special thanks to USS for the temporary, yes, temporary podcast theme song.